think I know how to stop Evil Lynn. But it starts with us going to Grayskull. Well, then what are we going to do? Ask her nicely to please stop destroying the universe? Oh my god, we are. Happy holidays, Popheads. Welcome to issue 184 of the TomCast Popcast. My name is Tom, believe it or not. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on the social media. We are at Tom. Uh, ooh, we are at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with, with friends, family, loved ones, Give it out as a gift for the holiday season. We would truly, truly appreciate that. And since it is the season of giving, if you can give us a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review, that would make our holiday season so bright. How the heck is everyone doing? We are in the midst of the holiday season. It is, it is Christmas time on the podcast, and uh, that means we are blatantly infringing on copyright laws to, to play some uh, fun versions of, of Christmas classics like Bad Religion right now. Hey, Bad Religion... One of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. <laughs> it's it's so good. Just check it out. It's 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 a delight. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. We have a really fun one to get into. Uh, again, just hyper focused on one particular topic, uh, and I decided to break things up because you know we just did the review of, of episodes one through three of Hawkeye, so I didn't feel the need to get necessarily into uh, right away picking up on episode four. We're gonna space that out a little bit more. Uh, so, so we'll interject this episode because this one's sort of a few weeks overdue. We, you know, uh, you, you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the, the part two of He-Man Masters of the Universe Revelations, part two from uh, executive producer Kevin Smith. And, and again, this dropped right before Thanksgiving, uh, when I was in the midst of a, uh, a move of epic proportions. Which, I mean, it sounds more dramatic than it, than it really should have been because, I mean, it's not like we were moving across the country or anything like that. We, we moved like two miles away. But it took all my strength, energy, and patience to, to survive this move because moving is awful, and I don't recommend it for anybody. Uh, so when you have a chance to own something, own property, uh, never leave it ever again. And that is the new plan for me. So uh, we, we, we have, once again, we have our makeshift studio set up. We are not officially in a new Tom Cave. We're not quite there just yet. Many boxes left to unpack and uh, spatial configurations to determine. Uh, so we, we are in the makeshift uh, studio in the kitchen table. <laughs> the, I guess it's technically the dining room table. Uh, the kitchen is adjacent. It is directly behind me at the moment. And um, 
Yeah, but I've adjusted the microphone. We, we made some modifications, some adjustments, some adaptations, if you will. And I think the podcast is sounding uh, pretty darn good. So when, when, when we get into these episodes, we're going we're gonna to get into it proper, and it's going to sound delightful. Uh, before we get into the show proper, though, I do want to thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chudy, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff is also the co-host of The Ring and Ear, a great music, music podcast. Please check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker, Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista, Pariah Brewing Company, here in San Diego, and very, very soon, Baltimore. The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, and of course, the Silent Assassin, he shall not be named it's like the faceless ones from game of thrones scary 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 all right you know what we're here for we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about the last five episodes of him it's not even he-man it's just masters of the universe revelations but before we do that you know what you gotta do you gotta sit down buckle up hold on to your butts and buckle up again let's go is that Pig boy and goat man? When it comes to henchmen, they've reached the bottom of the barrel! Yeah, well, you're a. You look like a. We don't do puns! Kill them! So here we are, the back half of, of, of the two part. I guess, you know, what are you gonna call it? I guess like it's really technically one season of, of Master of the Universe Revelations, but they split into two parts, so we're on the back half, the final five episodes of the 10 episode order for the season. And. Uh, listen, I really enjoyed the, these five episodes. I, 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 I crushed through them with, with the utmost ease uh, because I was very uh, – they, they caught me in a good, good – A, a good time because I didn't have a lot going on. I could sit down and, and actually watch these in, in fairly quick succession. But like, they were really enjoyable. I really had a fun time watching them. They were – they're fun. They're nostalgic. But they have a good modern take on them. I mean these characters, uh, the, the ones – in particular, who who we know, like Tila, Man at Arms, Evil Inn, all all the characters that we kind of grew up with, they get a lot uh, of, of good love in in these final five episodes for sure. Uh, it's some of the newer characters uh, in, in in that that are not uh, serviced as well. Who kind of take a back burner. They have some interesting moments, but they don't. Again, they sort of take a backseat, which is is not. You know, my favorite thing to, to have to say, to have to report back, because I'm, I was intrigued with these characters. You know, the Andra character I thought was interesting. I would have liked to see more development with her uh, as, as sort of just becoming, being relegated as like a tertiary character. But again, I mean, again, there's, there's going to be nits to pick and qualms to have. And I, I think Kevin Smith's ultimate plan is to, is to have another season of the show to help flesh that character out even more. Uh, because I think this episode... I mean, the series in particular re- relies so heavily on, on the nostalgia factor of the, of the fans, and you had to make them happy probably first and foremost, right? Like you're hoping you get a new audience out of the series, which I think is a daunting task because the, the nostalgia for this series is is pretty high. I mean, they they throw every character you can think of into this show, every reference from the original series. So, I mean, you know, this is a show for people in my age bracket, like in our 40s. Like, we're the ones who remember all this shit. <laughs> so, it, the, again, making us happy is, is kind of first and foremost. And I think you're, you're ultimately hoping that maybe, like, 
our kids are the ones who are going to like this too because you, you have like our dads or our moms or who, whoever kind of providing uh, some of the necessary background information for who the heck these characters are that these kids are now watching. Does that translate? Does that work? I don't know. I'm going to have to reach out to some of my friends who are in my age bracket and see if their kids gave a crap about this show or not. So I, I am intrigued. I do hope the show continues because, because I did enjoy it so, so much. Um, we're not going to bother doing a recap necessarily, but I think we spent so much time when we first reviewed the, the, the initial five episodes uh, kind of trying, trying to refute a lot of the uh, uh, hate bombing that was going on, review bombing, excuse me, that was going on for the show on, on IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes as like sort of like this, you know, social justice warrior kind of show. And it's all about, uh, you know, uh, the feminist agenda and promoting that sort of thing and, and all the nonsense that was associated uh, around the fact that, that He-Man isn't in a bunch of those episodes. Uh, you know, He-Man and Adam, uh, they have a very different arc in those first five episodes of the show. And, and, and people were like, well, this is clearly, we're clearly, uh, uh, you know, getting PC and we're modernizing this. And like, He-Man's going to be She-Man and it's going to be, you know, which doesn't make any sense, by the way. That that sounds insane. Uh, so so I, I feel like we spent a lot of time refuting the the review bombs that were going on for, for the show. And I know we got into a little bit of speculation stuff. Uh, and I'm glad to say that, like, uh, I the, the back half of this, uh, I think exceeded my expectations and it subverted a, a good chunk of what people thought the back half was going to be at the same time. So I, I was delighted to see that. I was delighted to see these characters uh, who we sort of reconnect with in new ways, uh, especially some of the characters who I thought really shined in the first half of the season, like, like, uh, like, uh, like Lena Headley doing, doing Evelyn and, and uh, 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 Liam Cunningham's men at arms. Like these characters got, had, a, had like a lot of meat on their bone to play with. And, and, Evelyn was sort of like one of these my favorite characters from the from those first five episodes, um, in in a supporting role, and then in this back half to see the way that she elevates her character and sort of steps up. And there's some sort of weird implications with her and Skeletor's relationship. And at a moment where I was like, I, I sort of cringed and was like, "Is that happening? Are, are we showing this on the on the, on a cartoon?" And like not that kind of cartoon, but like this kind of cartoon. <laughs> so there's there's again. Some some moments were like, eh, okay. Uh, but, again, I, I I love that character so much. I was so delighted with the arc that character had that I was willing to go along with the ride. And I sort of liked the way we got to explore Skeletor. You know, we leave Skeletor at, at the culmination of the fifth episode in, in part one as, like, you know, the masters of the universe, basically. Like, he has the power now, right? So he's like Skelegod, uh, except he can't get past his... his uh, petty rivalries with with uh, with, with He-Man with with uh, his flunkies. It's it's um he's sort of this character who is is held back by his own grudges. Uh, Skeletor's always been very very interesting that way. He can't kind of he kind of can't get out of his own way, and we we get to explore that a little bit more fully. Uh, what what I liked happening also because because when again a great cliffhanger at the end of part one with Skelegod, uh, Prince Adam bleeding out as he got run through by Skeletor. All these great things that were kind of left up, left up in the air, and we openly speculated on. Like we didn't think it was a killing blow to Prince Adam, and it turns out it wasn't. Uh, and Adam gets a really fun arc in the in these back five episodes, and we get to see that character as Prince Adam really stand out 
and we get to understand why he is the one the sorcerers chose to bestow the power of He-Man upon. Uh, I think they do a really wonderful job with that, and, and Chris Wood brings a lot to his performance as Adam in, these, in this back half. And, and he does a great job when he gets to power up as He-Man in the, in the climax because, again, this show will always ultimately boil down to He-Man versus Skeletor, right? And that's what we're always going to get. You, you, you can emphasize the other characters, and, and, and they do a great job of doing that. Like these, these secondary characters who are always you know, off to the side in the He-Man show in the 80s, like Man-at-Arms, like Tila, like Evil Inn, the Skeletor, even Beast-Man. They get these really wonderful moments to, to kind of stand out and to step up and, and for us to see more about them and to kind of understand more about who they are as characters. Is there more to, to go? Yeah, there's more meat in that bone for sure. But I really liked the, the way this show handled a lot of that stuff. And, and I'm definitely okay with getting more. Um, how do people feel about, about Tila getting, getting the, the field promotion to becoming the new sorceress? And, and not only the sorceress, but a sorceress who changes the game for, for what we always thought the sorceress was. Bound to Grayskull, can't leave except in like the bird form. And Tila's like, no, if I'm going to become the sorceress, I'm doing it on my own terms. And sort of the way she reckons that and the, sort of the way she reconciles that power and, and assuming that responsibility. And then also confronting uh, her mother who, who abandoned her as a baby. That, that whole situation, I thought that was really handled uh, very, very nicely. Some, some really good moments, some really fun stuff. And then you get to a great battle between Tila and Evelyn and, and sort of these, these really now equally powerful female characters uh, getting to engage with one another. And reach a resolution not through like fisticuffs and, 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 and fist pounding, though there is, there's plenty of that too, but it's, 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 it's the sorceress showing evil in showing what's happening making her understand more fully the way the universe works and the her why evil perception of the universe is wrong and how it's tainted from the upbringing that we see that she has in an episode earlier in the in these back five episodes the alley rat episode that sort of lays out evil origin story in a lot of ways um it, it's it's really nice stuff in that alley cat episode or excuse me alley rat episode also kind of foreshadows, does a really subtle job of foreshadowing what happens at the very, very end of the season, which I was delighted to see because I was as soon as I saw it, I was like, ooh, are they going to go there? I think they're going to go there. And, and they do. Uh, and, and what it all comes down to, it, it, it just, it, everything just kind of culminates. The, the, the first three episodes of this, of this season, of this back half of the season, of this part two, culminate. They build into the, the bringing the forces together, bringing uh, Tila in, in touch with her power as a sorceress and gathering all of Eternia to come together to fight Evil Lynn, who's on the verge of, she's kind of gone like Super Thanos, right? She's not getting rid of half the population. She's going to blink it all out. She's done with it. You know what? She's like, there's no point in living. This is all terrible. This is all awful. We're going to end existence right freaking now. So Tila is able to to use her her new powers, her newly discovered powers, to, to call all corners of Eternia together. So we get to see every aspect that we ever saw on the show uh, come together, rise up uh, to, to, to make us make a siege, to lay siege to Grayskull, right? So they can stop Evil in, who is using the power in ways that far surpass anything that He-Man ever did. Uh, and that's another ep another interesting aspect of this episode, or of this of these these episodes too, is 
the way it sort of talks about the way Adam used the power and why he used the power the way he did, and then you contrast it with the way the Skeletor and Evil Inn have used the power, Evil Inn in particular, um, and it's it's very different. It's very interesting. You might find some inconsistencies there. I'm I'm hoping I can watch the episodes, or watch the series a few more times, and 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 kind of begin to reconcile some of those inconsistencies that I think I found. Um, but again, it, it it could be something that will be addressed further on if. Uh, Kevin Smith and his team are to get a, a, another season out of this out of the show, which I, I do. Again, I hope they do. So a lot of really good character stuff here, but the battles are just it's it's such an epic He-Man battle in in the in these final episodes. Um, I, I I don't think a He-Man fan, a Masters of the Universe fan, could ask for anything more than what we got. There's a couple of there's even a couple nods to stuff from the old uh, from the Dolph Lundgren movie. In, in this, which I thought was a, a, a delight. So uh, uh, all kinds of fun stuff going on here. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't want to do anyone any disservice uh, because the, I think the voice cast is really, really good. And I know I had a couple of uh, court, uh, peculiarities with, with Sarah Michelle Gellar in the, in the first couple of episodes with her voice work. Uh, I had none in, 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 these, in these final five episodes of this season. I thought she was spot on. And, and was very, very good. So uh, Chris Wood as He-Man and Adam, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila, Lena Headey as Evil Lynn, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, Tiffany Smith as Andra, Diedrich Bader as Trapjaw, King Grandor. Uh, and, and Diedrich Bader has a, does a, a, what a phenomenal job he, he does as well uh, with, with King Grandor, who doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of attention, a lot of focus in those first five episodes, in that part one. But in, in this back half, Randor has so much interesting stuff and his moment with with Prince Adam, when when Adam is sort of uh, when he is sort of like he beast or beast man, I forget, I forget not beast man, but Adam has called down the power without the sword, and we see what happens when that hap- when, when when you don't have the sword to sort of focus the power, you kind of become like uh, he man. If he man were the Incredible Hulk, that's sort of what that episode is. It, it's like, hey, what if we turn he man into the Incredible Hulk? Uh, and and uh, Diedrich Bader has a really great. Uh, spot in that episode as King Randor and, and does a fine job through the rest of the series and the, and the final three episodes with that. Uh, Liam Cunningham is always great, and uh, his men-at-arms is fantastic. Uh, Griffin Newman as Orko returns, and Orko almost steals the final episode. Uh, so good. So, so good. Kevin Michael Richardson is Beastman. Uh, Henry Rollins as Triclops has another spot at the end. Stephen Root is Cringer and Battlecat. Susan Eisenberg as the Sorceress. Justin Long as Roboto. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's it's a wonderful cast. It's so so good, and uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing to say. This is just a delight. It's just a delightful little show. <laughs> Scareglows even in these back this back half again. The stuff with Orko is so good. Uh, one of the things I think this season does so well is that it gives these characters. Uh, again, you were you were on an animated series in the eighties. Uh, it showed that was designed to entertain for 25 minutes and then reset at the end. There was very, very little carryover from, from show to show, from week to week, what, you know, whatnot like that. Like every episode kind of starts again, Skeletor versus He-Man, some new plot, some new scheme. Uh, and He-Man is going to come out on top. Even when you think he might not, he's going to come out on top. And, and, you know, when you were a kid, you thought maybe this, the, the, there were some stakes there, but there never really were any stakes. This show kind of gives you back some stakes, which is nice. Uh, and because of that sort of continual reset button that's being hit 
on that 80s series, whenever if you were to go back and rewatch it, you'll know exactly what I mean. Uh, a, a lot of these characters, a lot of the characters don't grow and don't, don't develop. This show, it, it brings the stakes back, but it brings back a, a sense of development as well as a lot of these characters get to develop and grow into the character that you hoped they would grow into over time. Uh, and that, that is not more evident than, than it is with Orko, uh, a character who was, was many kids' least favorite character because uh, he was a comic relief on the show. But he was supposed to be this character with all this magic potential. And to see Orko realize his potential was awesome. It was such an incredibly cool moment of the, for the show. And, and then you sort of realize that all these characters are kind of hitting their potential just in less subtle, less obvious ways than, than with Orko. I mean, you know, Tila's progression, Evil Wind's progression, uh, uh, Man at Arms' progression as, as, as like this father figure, as, as like this leader of, 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 of warriors. Uh, and, and, and Prince Adam himself, uh, again, I can't understate how uh, how impressed I was by what they did with with the Prince Adam character in these in these five episodes, by by sh- by kind of showing him by by allowing him to exist without the power for a little bit and showing us uh, why he deserves to have the power, why he is the one who should wield it as the champion, right, and why he will be Tila's champion as as. Um, as, as in her new role as a sorceress. So I think they do a really, really fine job with it. And uh, I, I, I sort of feel like the show's not getting... It's, it's so funny. I feel like the show's not getting enough attention for these final five episodes. And I don't know if it's because it came out uh, this time of year at the holidays. Uh, people are busy. People are distracted. We have so many things going on. Uh, or, or because there's just like this, this uh, deluge of, of new content coming out at this time of year, like like the amount of shows that are, are hitting uh, streaming services right now, I mean, it's it's completely bonkers how many shows began debuting right around the time this did, and so I feel like this 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 these five episodes are sort of getting lost in the in the in the wash a little bit, and it's a shame because they are really strong episodes. They're really fun, and I I, I found them all to be really engaging. Uh, the stuff between Beastman and Evil Inn. I was I was really fascinated by. It. I really really enjoyed it. Thought it was a, a really nice touch for for Beastman in there. Uh, and then I want I want to talk about how the show ends uh, with with uh, you know He Man again. Evil Inn powers down, but Skeletor can't help but be Skeletor, so he's going to try and get the drop on on He Man. And He Man again with with all of Eternia behind him, uh, just you know does He Man things. And uh, I thought there was a really great line where. Uh, uh, he man's telling the people, you know, run and get out of here, go somewhere safe. And they're like, there's nowhere safe. And he's like, there's, it's safe behind me or some shit like that. It was so good. I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, he man, go fuck those dudes up. <laughs> it was awesome. There's, there's so many cool little moments like that. Uh, but he basically, he chucks Skeletor across Eternia, uh, so that they can do battle again another day, right? And this is when Skeletor is in the is in the mix of uh, Triclops' techno cult, right? Remember them, the techno cult that was in the in the first half of the of the episodes. Um, they were they were sort of like this new religion sweeping across Eternia, and and Triclops was, was sort of preaching this techno organic uh, conversion scenario, and and Skeletor is meeting up with them and trying trap jaw and, and sort of mocking them, believing it all to be like some kind of scam, some kind of con, and this uh, this this character motherboard. Is, is there and he Skeletor again mocking it, driving it, but he sees something when he looks at the at the the, the vestige 
of motherboard. He's like, no, it can't be. And I think if you are a hardcore, deep enough uh, Masters of the Universe fan, you know. And again, I, I go back to the uh, the Alley Rat episode when Skeletor makes his appearance uh, to save Evil Lynn as a child and the outfit he's wearing and his... his, uh, his uh, I guess I would just stick with outfit and, and sort of the emblems, the symbol that, that you see across his belt. And if you're paying attention, uh, you're like, uh-oh, that can only mean one thing. And, of course, that's what exactly what we get as, as Skeletor is uh, infused with this, this tech, techno-organic virus scenario. Uh, and something happens, and we're not a little unclear on what that may be. Uh, assuming we get another season, we'll, we'll get to find out. But the symbol we see is that of Hordak. And uh, Hordak, for all you people who are like, who the fuck is Hordak? Uh, well, Hordak was the main villain on the She-Ra show. But Hordak, more importantly, was Skeletor's mentor and taught him his, his uh, wizarding ways back in the day. And uh, so Skeletor came back to Eternia to conquer in Mordak's, uh, excuse me, in Hordak's name, uh, until he ultimately betrayed him. And the, the, you can go back to the, like the 83, 84 uh, He-Man and She-Ra Princess of Power movie to, to kind of get a little bit more information on that if you'd like. But the, the, the notion is that Hordak is coming to Eternia. Uh, and, he, and yeah, he probably has a, a bill or two to settle with Skeletor at the time, his forter, former protege. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know... I, I don't know what else I want to talk about in the, in the series. I just was so delighted by so much of it. Uh, Susan Eisenberg as the sorceress was, was fun. There's, there's some, again, some great moments between Prince Adam and his mother and father that are, that are a, a delight. Uh, and, and really getting to spend time with the Adam character and why Adam uh, is, is the chosen one, right? Is, is the, I don't like that term, the chosen one, but why he can bear the mantle of He-Man and it not corrupt him. Uh, you, you, you get to see the way he shoulders responsibility, the way that he is able to, uh, how he makes the power not about himself, how he uses the power to serve others. And that's why he's the hero that he's supposed to be, the hero that should be the one to wield the power. It, it's all really, really well done. And anybody who uh, mocked the show or, or, or did a, a review bomb on it because they decided that it was all about, you know, Teela was going to be the, the new He-Man, which again, doesn't make much sense. Uh, and again, I, I felt like we, in, the, in our first review of the first five episodes, we spent so much time defending and refuting those those claims, not defending the claims, but defending the show from those claims. Uh, that this time around, I, I didn't feel the need to do that uh, because I, if you're a He-Man fan, if you're if you're one of those guys, I think you watch these five episodes, you're like, oh, well, okay, and you know, you didn't bother to delete your post or anything like that, did you? No, you sure didn't. Uh, you just, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Z-Man. Z-Member Skeletor all along, okay. So you're a dipshit, and I hate you. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? I mean, people, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a story. They hired writers to tell a story, and you, you got mad about what happened in the first act, the first act and a half, right? You know, I don't know. Does... Does, can you have a classic three-act structure on a 10-episode show that splits in the middle of season – or in the, at the end of episode five? I, I guess? 
I'll have to consult my my uh, my 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 uh, my books on that because yeah, that's a little interesting. But yeah, I mean, let, let's let's just say that yes, it, it does adhere to three act structure, and and like those middle episodes are the middle act. It worked, and people got pissed off because they ended up being uh, having a cliffhanger in the, in the in the middle of the middle act, and they they leaped to conclusions. They leapt to conclusions that were wildly wrong and off base, and then when they were proven to be wildly wrong and off base, they, just, they were like, oh, okay. So this is what this is what happens. Wait for the whole story. Wait for the whole series to be done, and that that applies to everything. Don't just don't just review things offhand. You don't you know you're not gonna watch a movie and review it after five minutes, right? And just walk out and be like, oh, I know what's gonna happen now. Um, you you probably don't. You probably don't. So if I were to review rate this, I'd, I'd give it like eight. That's a solid eight out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch it hopefully soon, and and maybe I'll maybe my, my reviews will go up. We'll see how it goes. But let's go ahead and get out of here. That was fun, wasn't it? I want to thank you all once again for listening to the TomCast Podcast. My name is Tom. Please make sure you're following us on social media, at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, share the show with all your friends, family, loved ones for this holiday season. Uh, if you want to become an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPodcast. You can join the nation and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspenil Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Bay, ooh, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, co-hosting the Rainier, great music podcast. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, Pariah Brewing Company, here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, and the Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named. Thank you all so, so much. We're going to be back really, really soon because uh, we have some more potting to do and some more shows to talk about that are coming up. Uh, one in particular that is launching later, uh, late next week. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to get you all primed for it because it may be a show that's a little bit under your radar that maybe you're thinking you don't, you don't want to check out. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I'm going to talk to you about it. I'm going to lay it all out there and I'm going to tell you why not only are you ready for it, you need to embrace it. So get ready for that. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And I cannot wait to talk to you more about it because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond excited for that, for that show to, to launch. And it's not on Disney+. Plus. How about that for a tease? All right, let's get out of here. Let's go home. Ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all. We got one goddamn hit. Can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!